0: I just had an amusing thought. What if the the biker mice and uh, the the Plutarchs? What if they had to like join forces against giant space cats, samurai
1: I'm, pizza cats?
0: I was thinking more like the uh, the the Kill from um, <laughs> from Wing Commander. There you go. That's a, that's a bigger bad guy. Spacefaring killer cats. Make that crossover happen, people.
1: Because then they'd have to team up.
0: Yeah, they'd have. To cats team up. are
1: the enemy of mice and fish. Genius, man. Hire I, this man to write your script.
0: Laser comb. Good evening, Musculus. Welcome back to the Laser Comb Podcast, the weekly show where we comb through random episodes of classic TV shows with a fine tooth laser. I am one of your hosts, Christopher Siege! And I'm Neo Cal. This week on the LaserCome podcast, we are talking about the 42nd overall episode of the 1993 to 1996 animated series, Biker Mice from Mars. By my twitter followers i put up a poll on twitter a couple of weeks ago and was like hey which of these four shows would you like us to cover on an upcoming episode of, of the laser Comb podcast as i've been doing for uh since the beginning of this show really but the beginning of time the beginning of time a tale as old as time um uh just about every week i was putting uh biker mice for mars up as one of the the options and and i put, always
1: voted for it
0: Look what finally won. And the majority spoke this time Uh, on previous uh, polls. Biker Mice for Mars was usually one of the lower voted ones. But this time people have spoken. So maybe
1: they didn't even know what the other options
0: were. Maybe one of them was one of them was cops, which I'm kind of disappointed didn't win. And no, not cops as in bad bad boys, bad boys. (laughs) What you going to do? What are you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? No, I'm talking about cops, the acronym 1980s cartoon. with one of the hypest fucking theme songs you'll ever hear. Look, look, time. look, look it up on YouTube if you haven't heard it. Go uh, check out the, the cops intro. It, it's great. Fighting crime in a future time. But no, we're not talking about cops this week. We're talking about, uh, as I mentioned, biker mice from Mars. Uh, This series originally aired on September 19th, 1993. Uh, I believe I caught it uh, right when it first began because I remember it being, as with a lot of shows from around this time, because I was uh, September 1993. I was eight. I was only a few months away from being nine. So I remember this time of my life quite vividly still. Um, So a lot of shows around this time, uh, I was checking out like, right away uh as soon because i was watching a lot of tv so i was checking them out like as soon as they were debuting because i was seeing promos and whatnot on fox kids ytv etc etc all the time and uh this one caught my eye and um uh, biker mice from mars was a series that uh was part of the wave of anthropomorphized, like badass uh fighting animal characters that was a trend that started uh, i undoubtedly started with the the teenage mutant ninja turtles so you got you got stuff yeah. like that you got stuff like this you got stuff like uh later in the 90s you got extreme dinosaurs <laughs> street <laughs> uh, sharks street sh- yeah street sharks is a great example um i'm kind of drawing a blank on a bunch of them right now but
1: badass anthropomorphized mutants slash aliens that fight other alien slash mutant slash corrupt individuals.
0: you could pro- hell you could uh include bucky o'hare the adventures of bucky o'hare along with that even though the comic book predates that a little bit right. um it, it, the, the cartoon was still had, had that not been a trend in the late 80s to early night early to mid 90s i don't think a show like bucky o'hare would have actually been made
1: that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So that was a a thing that was just really, really in at the time. And um, Biker Mice from Mars, I think, kind of stands leaps and bounds as being stands tall as being one of the better examples of this. Because there's I was nothing reminded wa- of that
1: when I watched this. <laughs>
0: There, there, There's nothing necessarily wrong with following a trend or, like, ripping off, aping a formula or, like, ripping off an idea, in my opinion, as long as you do it well.
1: Yeah. My, my partner had directly been like, oh, is this part of, like, the animal people thing that followed TMNT? And I was like...
0: Yep. <laughs> well... Uh, uh, <laughs> it's... It's probably... Uh, it's the most noteworthy example, I, yeah. I would say. Um, like I said, the uh, show originally uh, premiered it, September 19th, 1993. Ran until February 24th, 1996. So it ran for about two and a half years in yeah. syndication. Lasted a total of three seasons and 65 episodes, which was pretty standard for syndicated animated series at the time. Six, 65 episode order. Um, Something I only discovered recently discovered was there was a revival series of Biker Mice from Mars that uh, ran from 2006 to, I believe, 2008. Only aired for one season in North America, but uh, it actually got picked up for, I think, another two seasons and aired in the UK and in other parts really? of Europe. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. No idea. Had no idea. Yeah, biker mice from Mars was big in the UK. Apparently, Uh, oh, like I, uh, some some people that I know who had actually been voting on these Twitter polls, uh, who are from the UK, were consistently voting for biker mice from Mars. So the show was. Well, there you have it. The the show was uh, much more of a thing there uh, than it was here. Although it was still pretty big here as well. So um, I'm intrigued by this. I yeah, me too. I had so many of the toys. Um, um my uh, my my favorite of the toys that I had was definitely Moto. And he was my favorite of the biker mice. He was the like kinda he was the gray mouse. Yeah. He had the eye patch, he had the robot. Of course arm. that's your favorite. He he had he had the earrings, like he had like he was like kind of the gruff one of the group. So yeah, he, he, he well, they was, all
1: had earrings. They were all punks, right? They are all
0: true. rock yeah. dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's a good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the biker mice from Mars are kind of like, uh, if you took TMNT, threw in aliens and Alice in chains, Alice in chains yeah. and like guns and roses <laughs> oh,
1: you threw know all what? that in a blender. I almost wore my Guns N' Roses shirt, but it has a bunch of cuts in the front and I didn't want to be showing too much skin for the, the YouTube audience.
0: Um you know that might have still like the 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 torn shirt might have actually like fit, honestly. Like it might have been appropriate. Yeah. The I, should have, I should have went and got it. <laughs> oh well it's uh it's too late you- now. Too late. It's, we we've come too far, damn it. Yeah. Funny now you can enough, get a
1: generic spooky skull shirt. Video.
0: Uh, I'm wearing my uh, <laughs> Young bucks cease and desist uh, uh, shirt. That's that's fitting. You know, that's kind of fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Some rebellious shit, you know. Yeah. So yeah, uh, your favorite was
1: the dude with the robot arm and the eye patch, the older gruff one. No, no surprise.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the uh, Biker Mice from Mars. Uh, what the the show was about was it was about a trio of well biker mice from mars <laughs> uh their their planet was attacked by a group of uh anthropomorphized fish aliens called the uh plutarchians the
1: plutar Pl- plutarchians yeah plutarchians. as are from pluto
0: as if they're from pluto yeah so plutarchians uh and basically what they do is they fly around the galaxy and mine planets for all of their resources and then move on Asters. when they run out of them. It's that's, um, that's just the way the, the universe do, you know? So the biker mice, uh, grew up on Mars and their society on Mars was very similar to earth society. Um, and when the Plutarchians attacked, uh, all of Mars was basically destroyed. Um, civilization was wiped out, but the the three our three heroes were able to flee and uh escape. But I believe their ship was shot down and they crashed over Earth, if I'm recalling correctly. And uh, yeah, we, we did not watch the entire thing, listeners. No, no, no <laughs> I, I'm going by what I remember of the show yeah. as a kid and like a br- r- briefly reading Wikipedia, y- yeah. Um seems legit they they also have so they land on Earth and become uh, uh they continue riding motorcycles around like it ain't no thing uh, fighting the uh, uh, Plutarchians who we discover are hiding out on Earth uh, by way of uh, billionaire businessman uh Lawrence Limberger. uh-huh. Who is a fishman? He looks human, but he's actually a Plutarchian fishman in disguise, wearing a rubber mask. And I don't think fish he does it
1: impossible. In...
0: Totally, mask. yeah. I don't yeah. think he does it in this episode <laughs> that we're about to talk about. But uh, he definitely like. There are many times throughout the series where he pulls his mask off, and you actually see his fish face. Quite scary. Yeah,
1: we they do did... see another of his race race talking to him, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Later yeah. in the episode. Um, the Biker Mice have their own version of April O'Neill. uh, what is her name? Right,
1: man, she Uh, was...
0: Charlene Charlie Davidson (laughs) Ho ho, no way (laughs) Charlie Davidson Charlene Uh, Charlie Davidson, okay Uh, she is a, according to Wikipedia, an auburn-haired, green-eyed, beautiful girl mechanic Okay uh, who owns the Last Chance Garage in Chicago? Yes, yeah, so the, the biker I should have mentioned the biker mice take up shop in Chicago. Uh, Throttle, oh, yeah. Mini, Throttle, Moto, and Vinny uh, take up shop in Chicago, and they're aided by Charlie Davidson in their fight against Lawrence Limburger and his cronies, including Doctor Carbuncle and Grease Pit, whom we both see a lot of in this episode. Mm-hmm. Much
1: to my much to my joy. Oh, excuse yeah, me. V- Vinny's the like. Vinny's the, Vinny, the Vinny white is, rat, yeah, he, with like the like Kano head, right? Like part of his head is like
0: cyborg, and he's got like a red eye. Yeah, he's got like a metal plate over the right side of his face. Yeah, and he's got white fur. Um, and Throttle's like the the orangish brownish one. Yeah, with wearing, wearing shades. Glasses yeah Yeah. where shades he's kind of like the techie or like the he's the leader of the group the right oh really yeah 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 Yeah, per wikipedia he's the leader of the group Um, and moto uh as i already mentioned my favorite is the the gray furred uh mouse with an eye patch a robot arm and a gruff disposition Mm -hmm. forgot to mention uh they all have uh quite uh, amusingly enough they all have like red antennae on their head just to prove that just to really hammer in the point that they're aliens
1: right like very iconic to their silhouettes but doesn't take away from the fact that they're giant mice yeah it's easy to overlook that too because it's so subtle
0: yeah totally yeah uh, yeah. I I remember the toys. Uh, some of the toys, uh, you could actually press the um, uh, you press the antennae down into their head. Oh, I uh, so I you guess put, to wear different. So you could put the helmet on them. Yeah, yeah, seems legit. Uh, yeah, and you had mentioned that their helmets uh are uh kind of double as like space space helmets.
1: I kind of like that that they're um they're, they're motorcycle helmets double as, like, space... They kind of look and function as both. Both, like, space helmets and, like, motorcycle helmets. And it's kind of iconic and and a cool idea. They can dramatically, like, flip the visor open. (laughs) Right? Like, it's... It's a neat design. And and I I think it actually works.
0: I gotta say, like, the the characters designs in this show are great.
1: At first... I'm like, man, this is too much. Like, this is a blatant ripoff of TMNT. This is too much. Ooh, my. but it's not.
0: No, it's not. No, like, this it fucking
1: works. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I I I think there's a reason why this uh amongst uh amongst an entire like wave of TMNT ripoffs, this show actually persisted and even got a revival series like a decade later. Like you're not seeing new streets street shark shows, let me tell you no I loved street <laughs> sharks,
1: but I was the kind of kid that liked anything that came out like this. any badass cartoons with like mutant people like fighting in the in an urban <laughs> setting. don't know so, why, but I was the target demographic for these shows.
0: <laughs> oh, so was I totally. Um, so I want to talk a little bit before we get into talking about the episode itself. I want to talk a little bit about some of the people involved with this. Yeah. Series. yeah. Um, Throttle is, uh, uh, as mentioned, the, the leader of the group, the, the orange rat, is voiced by Rob Paulson. So what's funny about that is Rob Paulson actually voiced Raphael in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> You know what's funny? He's a very prolific voice actor. He's been in like hundred, literally hundreds of, upon hundreds of things. But it's just funny that he was also in TMNT. To me, my
1: my partner, not having watched either of the shows in like decades, was yeah. working and couldn't really like watch it with me. But she came and she was like, "Isn't like it's the same? Isn't it the same voice actor as Raphael?" And I'm like, how? How could you possibly know that? I mean, probably, but just some people have great memories like that. And uh, her favorite cartoon was like, she's a huge TMNT fan. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. So it would make sense. But she remembers watching both on TV and just hearing his voice and going, oh, wait a second. Putting two and two together.
0: Moto is voiced by Dorian Harewood, who is a um, pretty prolific uh, character actor and voice actor. He He's one of those guys that, like, he's had, like, bit parts in so many things. Right. And uh, I could be wrong, but I feel like this, and this is such a random thing, too. There was a uh, short-lived, it only lasted two seasons, uh, Iron Man cartoon in the mid-90s. Um, I, I think he... I think he played, I think he did the voice of, uh, roadie on that show. Okay. James Rhodes, War okay. Machine. Yeah, yeah. 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 And when you hear Moto's voice, you're like, yeah, you know what? That fits. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Voice uh,
1: actors, man. There's only 10 of them.
0: <laughs> uh, Vinny there is and everything. Vinny is voiced by Ian Zier. Ian Ziering. Uh, who's a guy who's uh hasn't actually done looking at his filmography he hasn't done a ton of voice work really
1: which is curious because like his voice definitely sticks out
0: totally like he, yeah yeah <laughs> he apparently uh was in 292 episodes of Beverly Hills 90210 playing what? the character of Steve Saunders um, that I show ne-
1: wasn't for me, so I have no idea, right? <laughs> I,
0: I I remember Beverly Hills 90210 being on. That show was a like that show was a cultural juggernaut in the 90s. Um, oh yeah, right. Right it wasn't up there, for me,
1: but right up I there with it.
0: right up there with friends in terms of pop culture cachet. I would Absolutely. Argue. Um. Yeah, he was in 292 episodes of Beverly Hills 90210, and that's probably the well, that's undoubtedly the most noteworthy thing he's been in. Um. He uh, he actually returned to voice Vinny in the 2006 revival, uh, and he looks like he's doing a lot of Sharknado movies uh, in uh, in the past 10 years or so. So good on him. He's getting work. Uh, Lawrence Limberger is voiced by an actor named W. Morgan Shepard, who... Uh, it, Notable again, notable character actor. He's been in uh, a ton of Star Trek. He's been in a couple Star Trek movies and bit parts. Uh, uh, lots of small roles in films, le- all the way leading up to uh, uh, just a couple of years before his death in twenty nineteen. The thing that stuck with, as soon as I saw his photo, the thing with he even like guest starred in a couple episodes of Quantum Leap. <laughs> so. I- Guys, guys done it. Guys, I done was looking it up
1: when you were talking and I was like, oh, Quantum Leap. I'm a big fan.
0: The the thing uh that stuck out with me when I was looking up his filmography though, um actually two things. One was he was the voice of the Vulcan, the head of the Vulcan High Council. In the beginning of the uh JJ Abrams Star Trek, I was gonna ask in very beginning,
1: right? Yeah, the very yeah.
0: beginning. The very beginning, when he is getting like he when Spock as a kid like uh, gets made fun of, he gets into a fight and then he like goes and stands before the Vulcan High Command and then wow. he grows up and then they're like, We're despite you being a filthy half human, we're <laughs> we-, we think you're good enough to be in the Vulcan High Command anyway. And Spock's like, You know what? Actually, no, fuck you, I'm going to Starfleet. He was the the head guy on that, uh, on that, uh, on the Vulcan high command there.
1: I just had a flashback to that very brief because I don't want to talk about other things other than biker mice. But like, I remember they were in like little isolated, like, like into the ground, like little test things. Like they all had yeah. their own little, little, fo- little foxholes, little like weird study foxholes or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, one other thing that uh, W. Morgan uh, Shepard did—he um, uh, had a bit art doing uh, uh, bit voices as Gerluka, various Gerlukovich soldiers in Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty. <laughs> just various
1: uh, goons, just, yeah.
0: Yeah, just various like uh, j- just various Gerlukovich soldiers. Uh so uh anyone anyone uh, new to this or any of our other shows uh we frequently uh end up bringing up metal gear somehow what? in one way or another and um this
1: is the only time where it
0: it suits it's fitting <laughs> and uh well this this time it it actually works so yeah i i i seized the day here and decided to to bring it up yeah uh With that out of the way, uh, do we want to get started talking about the episode proper?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as a reminder, it's um, the episode called Cheese Cadets. Um, In the total run, it's episode 42.
0: Yeah. 42 out of 65. It's on YouTube. It It is season two, episode 29, I believe. uh if you uh, want to
1: find it on youtube for whatever reason somebody has it uploaded as 39 biker mice from mars cheese cadets so uh
0: perhaps that was like based on the uk airing because i noticed in the in the credits it wasn't or not the uk but like the european airing because i noticed in the credits the credits weren't in english yeah i noticed that too um, I just have to bring that up because although before we started recording, I was extremely prepared and had everything like ready to go, all bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Suddenly, I could smell electrical burning. What in uh, the the room with my with uh, that I have my 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 little recording studio in? So was well, it because got... you
1: were burning rubber?
0: Oh hey, hey, hey. No, no, okay. <laughs> I mean, it smelled like that. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, so I uh, I had to make an emergency uh, shutdown and investigate and make sure it wasn't any of my electronics burning. But uh, I've had everything for now. for now. I've had everything plugged back in and uh, up and running for probably like an hour at this point, and still no burning. Still no fire we in the disco. Are. Um, no fire at the also no panic at the disco, no fire in the Taco Bell either, <laughs> not yet, right. anyway. Man, I miss Taco Bell, you know. There's only uh, I have nothing of, to miss, <laughs> you know. There's only one Taco Bell on all of Vancouver Island, and it's in uh, that's where we live, listeners. Uh, and it's in Nanaimo of all places. Wow. yeah, it's up by Woodgrove Mall. This is a this is super local talk, but um. Yeah, I thought by Woodgrove Mall. It's it's a half KFC, half Taco Bell. And I grew up in Nanaimo, so for me, right. Taco Bell was always just a thing that like I could get anytime.
1: As so soon when as I, you mentioned the half KFC, I was like,
0: oh right. So when I moved, so when I moved to Victoria several years ago, now I'm like, fuck yeah, Taco Bell. Wait, where the fuck's Taco Bell? There's literally oh, only one Taco Time. There's only one Taco Bell, and it's in Nanaimo. What the hell? Yes, she- we have Taco yeah. Time. <laughs> It's I think same. our
1: taco time in Victoria is a front. Whenever I go in, no one's in there. It's in, it has a huge parking lot. It's a huge building. And I'm like, how does this place stay afloat?
0: There's a few taco times
1: in Victoria. What? Where, where's the other ones? I'm thinking of the one. You, ne- of, you know what? Never mind. Whatever. Thinking, I believe
0: you. Are you thinking of the one on Hillside? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also one in Hillside Mall, and there's one uh, in the Bay Center. Food court taco times. Yeah, that's where I expected them.
1: Not like yeah. the the big ass like one right on hillside with like a parking lot of like 30. that's <laughs> always empty.
0: They, the, the 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 sign for that Taco Bell always has like. For the longest and it, it always made me laugh, but like for the longest time it would it on the sign, you know where they can like change out the letters, yeah. to put like a custom message it for the longest time, it said 99 cent taco Tuesdays. What? <laughs> with like six A's and a question mark. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what?
0: The dumbest thing, but it always made me laugh. Uh, anyways, anyway, so, so what do we got four- going here? Episode 42 of, uh, starts with like a, a,
1: yeah, it starts with, uh, um, Some a um, news
0: reporter. Oh yeah. Uh, It starts with some uh, fart gas, like flying toward a news reporter. See, that's
1: deceptive because initially I'm like, oh God, I forgot how gross this show is. Is this one of those gross shows? Like Toxic Crusaders? Like, right, where everything's like poop and farts and ooze and snot. Yeah. Um, But no, this is a very minor part of the episode. And maybe this is something to do with past episodes because these flies are just kind of there they don't really do anything they just smell
0: yeah it yeah so it's a it's a bunch of flies like flying around is it one fly or is it a swarm
1: well it's one fly in the no it's a bunch there we go
0: okay so yeah so yeah yeah so it's a bunch of flies flying around this reporter who's like doing some reporting and uh just spewing fart gas everywhere and Completely ruining her news report. No uh, no uh, Pulitzer for her.
1: And uh, Lindberger opens up a um, like a zipper and you know how it's almost like um, they put those big uh, like plastic fumigation like tents over houses. Yeah, yeah. Is that what this is? I feel like we're missing something from past episodes because there's a building covered in this.
0: Yeah. This, this building is uh Lawrence Limburger's, uh, uh, it's, it's his Trump tower basically. Yeah.
1: And, uh, he opens a jar and lets out more stink flies and he's like, fly free.
0: my maybe, maybe he's trying to keep the stench of, uh, of Limburger HQ from escaping because I do remember it is a common thing on this show that, uh, Plutarchians, that's what they're called, right? The Plutarchians yeah. all smell really bad. They're fish, right? They, they smell terrible.
1: And so he wants to make it more amenable I mean, to his,
0: him. And I mean, his name is Lawrence Limburger. Limburger yeah. is a stinky cheese.
1: Yeah. 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 So he lets out the flies and he goes, Oh, I'm going to miss them so. And I forgot how like eloquent, like,
0: he of a speaker he was. And that, He's big on alliterations, I've noticed. Big on
1: alliterations. Uh, A few of the characters do in in the episode. Um, But I forgot that he's not a physical threat to the biker mice. He's very much an intellectual threat.
0: Okay, and... um... That's something that actually kind of surprised me because yeah. in, in most uh cartoons of this era, like the villains are always like really bumbling and like slapsticky and like really, really, really kind aggro, of dumb. They're
1: like shredder
0: or they're, they're like aggro and they're like just surrounded by like bumbling buffoons who always get in their way or whatever. But no, Lawrence Limburger, he actually seems like a smart and cunning guy. Yeah. Like there's nothing dumb. Like he's smarter than the biker him. mice. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so uh right away I'm already like, wow, this is actually kind of refreshing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I felt. I was like, oh wait. And then it turns to his um they always need to have a uh megabyte has um like his air doctor. <laughs> yeah. Um and um what's this guy's name?
0: Uh Dr. Carbuncle.
1: Limberger has Dr. Carbuncle, who is the most mad scientisty looking mad scientist I've ever seen. He has a typical mad scientist outfit with long black gloves that go to his elbows, and his <laughs> brain is gigantic, and he has a cord coming out of his, like,
0: the side of his head to, like, some sort of power pack behind him. Right. So, I don't know what this guy's story is, but... Uh... And he
1: talks like this!
0: Yeah. This definitely hurts the voice actors. Like,
1: throat for sure
0: <laughs> uh, I looked at, uh, probably not actually I looked at uh, the character of the character is actually voiced by a woman oh I immediately knew that
1: yeah just from listening to it yeah I was like oh Um.
0: so uh, able like, able able to, to able to more uh, naturally hit higher octaves is what I'm it's not that the, the
1: octaves higher it's that it sounds like their throat is very gravelly mm.
0: So So what's happening here? So Doctor Carbuncle, it has developed a some kind of doohickey that can turn, can shrink items basically and put them into little marbles.
1: Yeah, and I'm unsure about how because he points it at Limburger, points at a building out the window, and the building kind of like almost black holeifies. It goes, it warps weird and like disappears, and then it comes out of the machine in the room they're in, and I'm like in a marble. Things move so fast in this. (laughs) Part of me is like, whoa, whoa, slow down. This feels like multiple episodes. There's a lot of unexplained things, but it's okay. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just supposed to take it at face value. Yeah.
0: So Limburger orders Dr. Carbuncle uh, after seeing that this device works. He orders him to uh, uh, hook the device up to a telephone and like place a call to like every phone in the city.
1: Yes, and upon answering the phones, the people will be shrunken and put into marbles. Correct?
0: Yeah, it's a uh, plan. I I think so. That's that's what I'm getting out of this right now.
1: R- right? And I'm <laughs> like, what the? F-?
0: <laughs> so what? Oh. oh. What, what's your plan here? Tonight? That's
1: wild, right? But the and, show doesn't um,
0: waste any time on it. No, we just, it just move waste on. Any it's any like, time. Okay. And I'm like, I've
1: got like several questions. <laughs> uh, he does reveal, he's like, oh, one simple little drop of water, and boom, it comes back. Implying that if the marble he's holding with the building in it gets wet, it would go back to full size.
0: Yeah. So, so that's, that's all we get. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of all we get, uh, we get introduced to, uh, our heroes, the biker mice riding, yep. riding on their hogs down the street. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the fart gas flies lands on. I forgot on...
1: they all like to show off their abs. Very nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the fart gas, uh, flies lands on, uh, I think it's oh, one of me. them. I think it's Throttle, lands on his hand and he swats it away. And they say some biker mice bullshit. They do, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Our first episode of the show we've watched and I'm already just like, yeah, the the biker mice say some biker mice bullshit.
1: It's very much they say some biker mice bullshit. The majority of really
0: great dialogue is actually
1: from the villains.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very like like cool 90s, man.
1: Yeah, I can't even re- recall what it is. It was like, "Whoa, far out! It looks like Limburger's." Blah blah blah. Well, we better put the throttle to his butt.
0: Yeah, he's not ready like that. for
1: three biker mice from Mars, and then they screech away, <laughs> right? Like,
0: shit we're like three that. cool '90s. We're three cool badasses on a '90s kids show riding motorcycles. Let's put the pedal to the pedal metal. to
1: the metal, brother. <laughs> and it uh, cuts to um, grease pit. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, looking through binoculars. What a joy this character is. (laughs) So there's our bumbling idiot. Yeah, sidekick, um, helper to the, like, whether it's. uh, We also have a a podcast about
0: um, reboot. Yeah, called Uh, uh, Alpha Numeric. Uh, It's coming back real soon.
1: Yeah, and um, Megabyte is like the intellectual mob boss, which is what we have here. He has a super genius that helps him. Which we have here, and he's got bumbling idiots that like do his muscle work, which he has here. So here. there's a formula.
0: <laughs> but there's some um, grease pit. Immediately when he's introduced, uh, he he bring he, he brings with him uh, news of the um, uh, the the B plot of this episode. Can
1: I just say which I B-plot find
0: absolutely is, hysterical?
1: The B plot is hysterical but we never see stuff like that No. so ladies and gentlemen the b plot is that grease pit and all of the cronies the the goons this this is set in like a dystopian like like chicago right like all the buildings are dilapidated like gangs roam the streets there's aliens right like it's it's wild out there right yeah and grease pit says hey uh boss we still need to um like do the final paperwork on uh, getting those raises you promised me and uh, your men, and yeah. I'm like what? <laughs> and, yeah. And um, like he takes so, off his hat and he like tries to oh you know speaking of which uh, when when's that coming about? And he's like yes yes when we have more time later blah 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 and he blows him off. Limberger blows he, off. He
0: he blows him off and calls him a uh, lubricant licking lummox
1: lubricant licking lummox
0: and yeah. here here begins the uh the the absolute uh treat that is the the journey that is various alliterations that go on throughout it's this episode and i mean lawrence limberger's name itself is an alliteration so i find it kind of hilarious that his shtick is that he yeah. dishes out alliterations all the time i love He's- it
1: He's probably that's not, a that's, fan of Shakespeare.
0: <laughs> and that's not something that I picked up
1: on when I was eight. No. no.
0: When I was
1: eight, I didn't. He's the bad guy that smells.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um. Interesting contrast. He smells, but he's all about like hygiene and being proper and wearing suits and tucking his tie in and embracing Earth's like upper echelon of like class if you will yeah yeah i i really like that i just remembered he was like the smelly fish guy when i was a kid
0: yeah he 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 was the smelly fish man in a in a human mask who was who was the bad guy i had a toy of him i had so uh, many toys of biker mice i had a few of them too yeah i remember um um, what was it throttle Was the one that I had a hard time finding like I found moto moto was the first one I got obviously I found Vinny and I had Lawrence Limburger and I Think I think I had dr. Carbuncle, but I remember it took me a while before I actually got throttle
1: Mm. I mean throttle was the only one I had How dare you how dare (laughs) <laughs> so um yeah, the three biker mice from Mars uh pull up in front of Lindberger's building and they step into a trap. And I'm like, how is that a trap? Like, were you not expecting his men to be in front of his HQ? <laughs> yeah, they,
0: then we they, get they, the intro. <laughs> yeah, they get swarmed with uh fart gas and then a bunch of like uh party vans show up and shoot yeah. them, and yeah, then we get the intro. Ah, and I accidentally hit skip on YouTube. How dare. I know. How dare. What am I? What am I? Yeah. So
1: over? the intro does a good job at like filling in the holes of what's going on
0: here, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we, we, and uh, we, we cut back to the biker mice, uh, uh, getting shot at, uh, doing some motorcycle shit.
1: Saying some biker mice. Saying some biker
0: mice bullshit. Um, <laughs>
1: I, I like how they all fight. Like, I thought the fighting was going to be, oh boy, here we go. But like, man, it really establishes all of their characters, right? Like, Moto gets knocked off his bike and Throttle's like, hey, you all right? And he's like, yeah, but the guy that hit me isn't going to be. And like the Terminator, he just like walks through all the bullets, like uh-huh. going over his shoulder and his like non patch eye is like glowing. Yeah. So it really establishes that he's like the bruiser, like walk straight into enemy fire, kind of he's, he's the badass. He's my favorite. So and Throttle is like the, the gunslinger, like
0: cavalry. I'm gonna right? take a screenshot. even
1: sh- says Hi Ho Silver.
0: I'm gonna take a screenshot of this to uh to post in the uh the laser comb Discord later. But my uh, models
1: like just marching.
0: No forward. um so uh we're uh listeners we're watching this on youtube because uh at least in canada anyway this uh this show wasn't available to stream or purchase anywhere um and i couldn't honestly i couldn't even find a torrent of it i could find a torrent of the 2006 show but not this one so So we're watching it on youtube YouTube. (laughs) so thank you youtube um so we're watching this on youtube and um the the closed captions are auto generated by youtube uh which is a service that YouTube provides that is greatly appreciated in times like this. But there's a shot right now with uh, Dr. Carbuncle. And again, these closed captions are auto-generated. So it is just YouTube's AI, uh, making its best estimate as to what characters are saying. So the closed caption reads right now, I had fuck. I might even make this a show art. Cause why not? Um, constriction now the man is my fondest wish penis constriction now the man is my fondest wish penis i am not making this up
1: amen <laughs> <Hey> <laughs> seems legit close enough right uh,
0: it, it, not only is it good to have uh to have an assortment of uh wish penises but it's also important to have to, to have a favorite you know Maybe it well, brings yeah, you. Y- it brings you the best fortune.
1: Yeah, it's good luck.
0: Good luck. Good luck, Dick.
1: So, uh, what do we got going on <laughs>
0: here? Fondest wish, penis.
1: Oh, um, that's weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moto like walks up to a tank, seemingly dodging all the bullets. Shoves his robot arm into it, and I guess he can shoot out of it and a bunch of energy energy blows up the tank. It's
0: oh yeah, pretty badass. Um, yeah, the uh the the toy did this too. His forearm would open up and he had like a little he had like Mega two man like, laser blasters. Cannon. Yeah. And he had like two like it would be a panel that would pop up and there'd be two like little like laser blasters in there. Right. Um so I noticed that all the constriction now the man is my fondest wish penis you blew a fuse, didn't you? YouTube's just doubling down on this. Seems legit.
1: Man, I like their helmets. They all—they're all, they're all um, shaped differently too.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, their heads are shaped differently.
1: Well, they all have like generically the the same head shape. But what I mean is their design, like the the.
0: No, I, I know what you're saying, but yeah. like their their head shapes aren't exactly the same. Like their ears are shaped differently, and. Oh,
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So something weird happens and the experiment goes wrong and Limburger's building gets launched into the sky. And I'm not sure how or why.
0: Okay. Um, Oh, they, yeah, they Dr. Carbuncle plugs some device in and it blows his building into the sky. Yeah. Oh it, oh it blows the like enclosure that they were in into the sky and it crashes on top of Limburger tower. So they were, they were in some like, f- like forward operating base or something.
1: Okay. Like I said, it actually seems like there's some continuity between the uh, episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, we don't really know what was going on with that that age, that HQ going on there, but yeah. um, in the next scene we cut to um a bunch of goons. They just look like biker dudes, bald dudes, a bald with ponytail. Look is a common theme going on here. They all have sunglasses or yeah. eye patches,
0: right? Uh, uh, ba- real real quick. Um, back on the um. Uh, the the alliteration train uh, throttle actually uses one right in uh, in, in regards to uh, Lawrence Limberger he's like let's go reload bros and we'll pay that purple pompadour Pisces a cold hard visit
1: that's what I wanted to point out and I just skipped past it the purple pompadour
0: Pisces yeah
1: yeah kind or, of uh, making fun of him because he he's... knows Limberger yeah. does that.
0: Yeah. Sorry, he doesn't say visit. He says a cold call he'll never forget. Because earlier, like, oh. whatever Limburger's plan is has something to do with phone calls, the, the phone line. I don't know. I didn't really understand what was going on in this episode.
1: No, no, it's, it's bananas, man. There's so many. The, there's an A, B, and C plot. Maybe more go, going on here. It's, it's wild. So um, what's going on here? Oh, all of Limburger's like, goons are on strike.
0: I, I'm right? actually genuinely curious now as to, like, why Limburger and Dr. Park Carbuncle went through all of this. Because, yes, their, like, forward operating base is now on top of Limburger Tower. But now the top of Limburger Tower is thrashed. So, I feel like they were stuck there somehow, and this was, like, their only way to get back to their main HQ.
1: No, because it was an accident, right? Was it? I though? I don't know. I don't I don't think it was. It seemed like I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah. Limburger's outside Limburger Tower, and Limburger's uh, forces are all on strike.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I they mentioned, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, because they because they didn't get that raise. And I love this. This is I, this is hilarious. You never
1: see this in shows like TMNT. The the foot soldiers, they, yeah. um they just they just exist to. Well, endlessly
0: fight, right? Well, in uh, TMNT specifically, the Foot Clan are robots in the cartoon.
1: Oh, right, 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 right.
0: But still, yeah, in general, so that makes like, sense. In, in general, though, you never see, um, uh, you never goons see on goons, strike. Goons on strike. Yeah, it's it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. But, I'm I'm a fan.
1: And um, Limburger turns to Grace Pitt, and he's like, "Hmm, okay, well, um." we'll just push some more um, cadets through the school of hard knocks to, to get more recruits. And grease pit is like, Oh, you already like rush graduated. There are no cadets. There are no recruits. Yeah.
0: Oh, for the love of Pike. Yeah. So, uh...
1: and he says, this is what I like about him. He's like, I'll just ease up on operations and wipe them out. Like, he's very, like, business-minded, and I liked all this dialogue.
0: Yeah, so... He... So so his workers are on strike, and, like, instead of actually, like, giving them what they want, his plan is, like... Wait them well, out. Well... Uh, I'll just uh, I'll just uh, pump the brakes on business operations for a while, and so that I don't really need all of them, and then just uh, wait for them to come back. You know. After all, time is on my side. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and I'm like, what does that mean? Are you immortal? Uh, he is an alien. Maybe. Yeah, I guess he can live a thousand years. He can just wait them out. Um. So the biker mice pull up and the goons don't attack them they don't attack the goons and they just kind of like amusedly observe the the strike going on full of like you know like biker like top knot ponytail
0: dudes holding signs yeah yeah they should talk lawrence Lindberger a little bit like
1: they biker mice say some biker mice bullshit
0: yeah and uh, a missile like comes down from the the from a camera from from a camera or something on the side (laughs) of the building yeah and uh throttle like pulls out a pistol and like shoots it out of the air and he's like he's like i get the feeling we're being provoked
1: hey boys i get the distinct feeling that we're being provoked
0: (laughs) (laughs) he has got a good voice yeah and uh yeah, Limburger, we cut back to Limburger and he's in front of like, a
1: giant like console.
0: Yeah, in front of in front of a very like <laughs> comical like cartoony like super villain computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh he's basically his like His
1: dialogue is so fun and his expressions. Uh,
0: ta- take take it away.
1: It's not that it's just nothing. Like this episode would be 2 hours long if I raved about like all of his lines right but just Fair like enough. Ooh, I can't wait to show them blah 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 <laughs> like he, the voice actor had so much fucking fun playing this like idiot this like flamboyant, Flamboy. mob flamboyant bo- alien yeah. mob boss Yeah, what a weird design I, I didn't appreciate the villain that much when I was a kid but boy oh boy is he kind of the funnest part
0: of totally. <laughs> the episode yeah yeah um so yeah he's trying to provoke the the biker mice
1: missile turrets and, and rockets and stuff like open up on Trump tower <laughs>
0: like literally from, it's like from a war, trump tower
1: yeah from trump uh, t- trump tower bit that
0: and I get the feeling like based on what he says, like I think he's trying to provoke the biker mice to cause like a brawl between them and the workers that are on strike
1: yeah to cause them to get back to work yeah he's firing missiles right over them too and they're just unwaveringly like still on strike don't even care that lasers and missiles are flying over their
0: heads he has a golden statue of him that is just pointing a finger but it also shoots lasers
1: (laughs) and supposed to look like gold but like also maybe made out of cheese yeah yeah wow it just turns and shoots lasers.
0: Oh, it is. It's so. It's not even gold. It's made out of cheese. Yeah. Because. Oh, uh, because it explodes thro- into throttle. Throttle like throws a grenade or something at it and explodes into a bunch of pieces of cheese. Pieces of cheese. What? This show's fucking wild, man. And the pe- body parts of the the cheese statue of Limburger like land on the ground, and so like. He, he, his arm is like sticking straight up with like the finger pointing and his head lands on the finger like the nostril of his head like of his nose lands on the oh. finger so dumb they had
1: fun animating mm-hmm. it they had fun
0: <laughs> biker and mice um, are like riding around like shooting getting shot at Light like
1: collapses and it's like a laser turret inside like it's it's wild it's they're sci-fi. It's dystopian, like future. It's they're just having fun blowing
0: his toys up. Vinny shoots the the um, the, the streetlight laser uh, and blows it up, and he says, "Sometimes you just got to reach out and torch somebody."
1: <laughs> Their puns, man, are <laughs> they're, they're they're good puns, but I would argue that no puns are good puns.
0: I, I I definitely Don't me. I I, I, uh, I listeners I am definitely one who appreciates terrible puns. I am I I love I appreciate puns. I love them. dad jokes like all of that. I'm I'm here for it. I appreciate it and sigh at it at
1: the same time. Let me say that. Yeah. So i um, Grease Pit and um, the Mad Scientist Carbuncle, um, Carbuncle are like kind of scared. They're like, oh shit, they're coming for us. They're not like goons that want to fight them. Yeah, and Lindbergh is like, hey, get your ass out there, losers.
0: Yeah, and then um, greasebit and Carbuncle uh, are car are, are like, hey, so um, maybe now so uh, now's
1: a pretty good time
0: to discuss pretty, to discuss our raises. I fuck. I find this so funny.
1: Why you degenerate adult. And so you get out there,
0: and yeah, you Lim- stop
1: those mice. <laughs> yeah,
0: Limburger like threatens to fire them uh, yeah. if they if they don't go out and fight. And Carbuncle and Grease Pit, Carbuncle's like, hmm, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And they look at each other, and then it cuts uh, outside to them, and now they're picketing too. <laughs> so he's lost like his two like main like cronies to because he was yelling at them and he
1: refused to
0: to give them a raise. Isn't that great? That's amazing. The, okay, so
1: the working factor here in this dystopian, hellish, like alien future is capitalism.
0: Capitalism, yeah. yeah the, the, the bad guy
1: is it's every his control is all money.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And the goons only want to work for him if they, they're compensated properly. Like th- holy shit, that this shows way deeper than. <laughs> That i remember this this show is a really good episode well we picked it was random
0: yeah it was random um finally that uh that random number generator actually like did something in our favor
1: this is a wildly like even but the biker mice are nearby and they're laughing and they're clapping
0: What's especially fun, uh, interesting too, is like this show seems weirdly critical of capitalism before like it became like
1: popular to kind of invoke
0: to yeah. complain about capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> so th- in a way the show is kind of ahead of its time with its messaging. Way ahead of its time. Hey, yeah. maybe maybe the this million's is... a
1: billionaire. <laughs> oh
0: here uh here's a, a minor thought a experiment. Tower. Maybe this show is the reason why. Maybe this show implanted some subconscious seeds into millennials, and that's why millennials, by and large, hate capitalism so much. Is because of Biker Mice from Mars and no other reason. And no other reason. Well, maybe maybe that's like what plant the seed in people's in the back of our minds as kids to start questioning this stuff as we got so, older.
1: So so only people that had seen this show. No, we're woke sh- enough to... This,
0: sh- this show is pretty popular. Did you
1: I- ever watch this? Biker Mice from Mars? A little bit. Yeah. Okay, my partner watched a little bit of it.
0: Every... I, I, I've met a great many people in our age group who, who are familiar with <laughs> Biker Mice from Mars. I'm amazed the show isn't available on anything to, to purchase or stream. I'm, i was brought a chocolate how dare you we are on air goddammit. it <laughs> this is a serious podcast for it's a serious sake. podcast for serious adults about a 28 year old show yeah that's mm-hmm. right i said it the show is 28 years old
1: I just felt myself age
0: <laughs> uh so uh, what's going on in the episode
1: Biker mice say some biker mice bullshit. Um and um the the biker mice are like well he's harmless His money can't help him here and they peace
0: out yeah I let and I kind of dig that about them they're like well he's not a threat anymore so let's go <laughs> let's go home work this work on the bike
1: so much happens have you forgotten <laughs> about the marble plot everyone <laughs> <laughs>
0: the the mar- the sh- the marble shrink ray that's that uses like long distance telephone calls or something, I,
1: or I I guess
0: yeah yeah I I don't even know but that's we cut to lim what? we cut to limberg yeah in his office and he's looking all sad he delivers the monologue and he's like the best laid schemes of mice and men leave us naught but grief and pain. <laughs> Um, the best laid schemes of mice and men
1: and he's (laughs) and he's like uh, hmm if i can't get goons here i'll have to what does he say um uh hire externally there's some sort of something like that yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and he flips through a fucking what are those things before um digital um pd uh um Uh, palm pilot things uh the little rotating thing. A Rolodex. Con- a Rolodex, thank you.
0: They're still used in business quite, yeah. quite regularly.
1: Um, and he pulls out... I'm so confused. What's going on here? Okay, here's what I think. It seems to shock him only momentarily, but a device... This show doesn't explain anything, and it's fucking bananas. A sci-fi fucking, like, the fly teleporter bursts out of his ground? Out of the the floor. And he comes up, goes through the Rolodex, and he takes kind of like those old computers, you know how you would like program them, and they would have um, circles like missing out of them to tell a computer like zeros or ones? I got
0: that impression here. Whatever it is. He feeds it into it, and uh, a uh, cyborg... It
1: explodes! First it (laughs) explodes.
0: It explodes, like it's destroyed. And out out of it, it opens up, and out walks a cyborg-like general kind of and guy.
1: Limburger says,
0: <laughs>
1: "That's right, the pulverizer." <laughs> so, like,
0: <laughs>
1: he's the pulverizer. I, he's I not ex- pretty.
0: I, I was expecting like a like a Punisher ripoff or something, but no, that's not what he is. No, <laughs> I don't he's know what like this is. He's, he's like a really like pissed-off cyborg
1: G.I. Joe. He's a pissed-off alien cyborg G.I. Joe. Design is wild. His mouth is always open, and he's got tiny little teeth that are like clenched, and his eyes have like vertical... It's weird, man. And I don't know if this is a regular part of the show, but I laughed my ass off because earlier they were like, well, we'll have to just get some more from the Academy of Hard Knocks. I didn't realize it's an actual military school.
0: It's actually called the Academy of Hard Knocks.
1: It is a big, like, there's barracks in there. It's this huge actual school that I guess Limburger puts goons through, like a police academy.
0: No, so this is this is episode twelve of uh, the Laser Comb Podcast now, and this is the first time we've watched. Uh, this is the uh, so this is the twelfth show that we've covered a random episode of on this podcast now. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever actually felt like, wow, I'm missing stuff by having not watched any any uh, anything prior to this very much so i'm missing a lot here i like, have no wow. idea what's going on cuz
1: because remember he had mentioned to grease pit we'll just rush um rush graduate some some people from the academy of hard knocks and he wasn't yeah. using it as a like he wasn't <laughs> using the um the phrase he, yeah he, From the I school funds, of Hard Knocks, he he funds an actual like academy for like minions for goons I, to fight the biker mice and take over Chicago, and it looks clean and like well maintained. Yeah, and um, Limburger's outside of this base, the academy for Hard Knocks, and there's nobody around, and he's outside in a limo, and a jeep pulls up with the pulverizer.
0: General pulverizer, yeah. And, and uh, um
1: he pulls up and says some pulverizer bullshit like oh get out of my way, you purple plated pricto pr- some alliteration there. Yeah. And he said, No man in a purple suit and a limousine ever won a war.
0: Yeah. And yeah, uh, he he introduces like his uh his uh uh fighting force that he has recruited to the Academy of Hard Knocks, and they, have, wanna, like, a beam of light, like, comes down, and they, like, kind of teleport into place. So, he's like, he
1: contradicts himself. He's like, "Yes, yeah, so time is running short, so where are my men? And earlier he said time was on his side, so whatever. Right. But like you said, there's a beam of light, and a UFO flies over them, and yeah. beams down space it, mercenaries yeah <laughs> like only six of them yeah <laughs> and they look like humans they look like the dudes that worked for him like ponytail bikers
0: There, there's one uh i i was thinking that too there's one in like a, a next uh the next, Who has shot, tusks. next scene He's and in this
1: shot, but he's very briefly, like an eighth of a second. He has, there's, tusks.
0: A, there's another one that has like a weirdly shaped, like his eyes are shaped weird, but his eyes are
1: shaped weird. A lot of them just look human ish with sunglasses. Yeah. But a few are obviously alien. Yeah. And they're trained. There's a training montage of these goons. By the way, they're huge. They're jacked. They're all built like the rock.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're all like, they're all GI Joes, basically.
1: They're all GI Joes, and um, their training montage is shooting cardboard, like
0: um, shooting range cutouts of the biker mice. Right. God, why haven't we done GI Joe on this show yet? Right. It's all. Uh, there are In several all... GI Joe cartoons too, so we've got there... we've got a lot to choose from.
1: K- kudos to. Um like the the animators and everything it does that thing where it half transparents Limburger's face and he's just laughing over and behind the montage
0: right like and it shows just like in uh, Beast Wars Megatron laughing while a like that's uh, what's happening communication tower is exploding
1: and in the montage it shows them in a class and the pulverizer robot cyborg guy is like pointing at some like mechanical looking like digging device but it's built like a scorpion and they're all sitting in class, like, taking notes. Wild. It, <laughs> wild. And um, before they leave, he's like, oh, I see the training's, like, coming along nicely. Um, and he's like, wonderful, wonderful, dear general. And as they're walking away, um, Pulverizer looks over his shoulder, and a cardboard cut-up of Limburger pops up. And his men shoot it down. Then he's like, Yes, things are going along nicely. And I'm like, what is this episode?
0: (laughs) So (laughs) Lipberger is is kind of just standing there in place, and like General Pulverizer, like the way he like grabs him and just like turns him around so he doesn't see his own target being shot. And
1: then turns around and puts the the target up with like a remote.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's the way that he like way Limburger is standing there with like a big smile on his face and like he just grabs him by the shoulders and turns him around it just cracked me up and then we get a graduate we get a graduation ceremony I screenshot
1: the so the animations like to play with perspective as Limburger's like talking and there's one perspective that is absolutely fucking stupid and I put it in the discord right and it's when he's addressing the crowd and he goes "Mm -mm -mm," and his head like is tiny and his neck is three times as big as the top of his head and i'm like holy shit that's going to be my new twitter profile picture (laughs) amazing so before we move on all of the men are graduating the aliens right yep at 1107 in the youtube video they all put on rubber masks just like he has but some of them look human
0: Right. And the rubber masks that they look on, like they're, it doesn't make their faces look terribly different. Also, I like that most except of them are the wearing. Except the Tusk guy. Except the Tusk guy. Also, I like that most of them are wearing shades and they just put the masks on <laughs> over their shades.
1: All wearing shades and they all have like top ponytails. Right. Yeah. And they pull the rubber masks on and all the rubber masks are have like bright blue, bright green, and bright, bright red uh, mohawks. Yeah. Over. They're like sunglasses, right? Yeah. Do they look less alien now with green and orange and red mohawks? I There's so much about that that's fucking hilarious to me. I
0: <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. They're fucking
1: wearing sunglasses under their human masks. I And they don't even look less alien except for the Tusk guy. Like a couple of them look weird. And I'm like, was that necessary? Chicago has giant anthropomorphized like biker mice from Mars
0: just riding around really
1: because I guess at the, least the Ninja Turtles pretending to, to be hide. a billionaire human right yeah yeah that's yeah, how he totally. controls his empire yeah at least the turtles try to hide it. Yeah, with like a fucking fedora and a trench coat.
0: <laughs> hey, they they don't do a very good job, but they try, okay?
1: I like to think that everybody's like, oh, there's the turtles again, wearing their trench coats. And like, they absolutely don't disguise themselves, just nobody cares. Sh- should we tell them? Should, nah. Should we, nah. <laughs> they, let them do their thing. We very briefly get a cut to
0: the show's version of April O'Neil. She's very plain looking. Uh, yeah uh, charlie davidson as i mentioned
1: and um there's like a protest and what does she say she like she has one line and it's what's going on here is this a bomb threat or something and she like puts a hand on her hip and i'm like who are you (laughs) who's this lady i
0: yeah uh she has like she contributes nothing to this episode to the point that i had no idea who this was also
1: Now the aliens with the human masks with the mohawks, right? They're wearing shades again, which means that some of the aliens are wearing two sets of sunglasses. (laughs) Like, I think this is like the the mad scientist, like evil genius version of TMNT. Like, there's so much stupid and amazing shit in this that like either we landed on the best episode of the series or the show is like
0: terrific. Just like top to bottom bananas. (laughs) <laughs> so so they blow up a building and then we get a shot to like something rocks being like ground up in space i'm so
1: confused dude okay so this is how the aliens take the resources from the planet
0: perhaps right sure. they're blowing okay. up
1: buildings but like if that was the goal why does limberger need to maintain his facade that he's a human
0: then why? But then why is Limburger <laughs> also turning buildings into marbles? Yeah. But wait. Yeah,
1: because this is a less subtle version of his marble trick.
0: Okay, so the marble thing, like, if you're shrinking down buildings, like, down to marble, like, marble-sized...
1: Okay, we're having this talk, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Go on. That could actually, if you want to, like, take whatever resources a fucking building has, I don't know, like or like materials. Right. If you want to take that back to uh like fishman world, shrinking them down to the size of a marble, because we know the process can be reversed. Shrinking them down to the size of a marble would be a lot Great more con- would be a lot more convenient than uh than like trying to like actually like dismantle the buildings on Earth, shipping the materials back to uh Plutarchia or whatever. Way better idea. Yeah. But so why are these like goons blowing up this fucking building then?
1: I don't. One, I don't know. And two, can you please explain? It cuts very quickly how they're getting the debris. By the way, they're just sucking up chunks of concrete.
0: And putting like, it. Dude, go to a gravel pit and steal that. a giant space coffee grinder. So all of, of the like buildings
1: are falling and then it suddenly cuts to space. Right where yeah. the debris is coming through a small like light or a portal into a giant coffee grinder. Yeah. How is it getting there?
0: I don't know.
1: I, <laughs> we clearly need to watch the rest of the episodes to find out.
0: Uh I wonder if there are any biker mice from Mars podcasts out there. I, stay tuned maybe next st- year. <laughs> stay stay tuned maybe next year, you know once uh once the reboot show is done or something
1: perplexingly bad vinny like way out of tune what is this show goes oh do your ears hang low what is this
0: song they're singing do they
1: wobble to and fro do can you time in a knot can you time in a bow
0: It's a you don't know that song. No, I don't. I I know the tune, I don't know what the song is, though. Can you
1: throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do your ears hang low? It's just like a schoolyard song that kids would play. All right, I'm looking it up.
0: I'm looking, I don't know what it's from. Do your ears hang low? Maybe it's a military thing. I don't know.
1: You've never heard that before, just the tune.
0: Uh all right, it is uh Turkey in the Straw. American folk song that first gained popularity in the early 19th century. Turkey in the Straw was initially a popular tune for fiddle players as early as 1820 in the late 1870s and until 1930s. Turkey in the Straw was performed at minstrel shows by blackface actors and musicians. Oh boy! Well, wouldn't you know? Um, and it's uh, another version oh, of it. Another it can version be some to "The Parade of Wooden Soldiers," "Sailor's Hornpipe," etc. Another version of it. Uh, do your ears hang low? Uh, is do your Do your ears hang low? Is a shorter ver shorter version of "Turkey in the Straw." Yeah. Uh, um and it's the soldiers version is sung you, in schools, at camps, and at birthday parties.
1: Uh let's see. In the United Kingdom, a shorter version with differences in the lyrics heard, commonly sung in Cubs and Brownies events. Like a regimental soldier instead of continental. And there's a soldier's version of World War One. Do your balls hang low. Uh, your balls yep. hang low do they dangle to and fro can you tie them in a knot can you tie them in a, in a bow do they itch when it's hot do you rest them in a pot <laughs> do you get them in a tangle do you catch them in a mangle do they swing in stormy weather do they tickle with a feather
0: uh sailor's hornpipe the parade of the wooden soldiers there you go
1: see we're an educational program tag that shit as educational you too yep. all right well today i learned and they're all having a hoot and they're laughing their asses off and um moto is like yeah yeah one more time
0: how do they know this song they're from mars
1: uh radio broadcasts from the from 50 years ago
0: all right sure (laughs) i'll 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 take it you know Uh, is that the
1: strangest thing on this episode to to you (laughs) Because it's not to me. Oh, Jesus.
0: Ah, apologies, so, listeners. I happen to be dying right now.
1: Yeah, He's, he's just dying. No, nothing to see here, folks. There's an earthquake. And they don't get to sing it again. Uh, yep. Because buildings are blowing up all over Chicago. And uh, they go, all right, guys, it's tail whip whipping time. And they all like do a wheelie and they're getting ready to like
0: rip out yeah it's like a guitar and throttle is like
1: oh yeah yeah it's it's pretty fucking hype oh yeah let's ride let's rock and 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 the reason they're holding this um this wheelie by the way even though they're not moving perplexing but good on them and they're waiting for the green light so they're teaching—they're teaching safety on the o- show too. Obey. is a dystopian, make- nightmarish Chicago where there are no other vehicles, by the way, except the gangs, yeah, and Limberger's men and them. The build no—the buildings are uninhabited, and there's enough electricity running through the streets for them to wait for a green light. God bless America.
0: That—that—that's right, kids. Make sure you obey the—the the rules of the road when doing illegal wheelies at an intersection.
1: And uh, what Vinny's fuck, Vinny says some Vinny bullshit, which is a lot like Cheetor bullshit. And yeah, he's like, you know, much. it's getting really hard to make a dramatic exit these days. Uh, and so, so it cuts so- to construction work and they're piling up the rubble and putting them into dump trucks. And I'm like, this is way less efficient than the marbles. <laughs> like you said, what is yeah. going on? And I guess they're here to stop them from
0: taking maybe, the rubble? maybe this the is, point at this? Maybe this is major Pulverizer's plan. Like, he doesn't like the marble shit, or he doesn't know about the marble shit. Yeah, this marble is, shit. This is
1: a Pulverizer's plan, because Limburger wants to rule over the Earth. I, I feel like he likes being rich on Earth, whereas he's just a goon on his planet.
0: Yeah, according to Wikipedia, on his planet he is a literal bootlicker. Like he literally licked the boots of the uh, of the King Fishman or whatever his name is.
1: Right, right, right. But here he's correct. extremely powerful and wealthy.
0: Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because we we see a uh, like a um, uh, uh, a FaceTime meeting between uh, Lawrence Lindberger and his boss back on uh, uh, Pluto, and uh, I swear he's voiced by Scott McNeil.
1: Okay, wh- one second. Um, before we get to that, they realize that these aren't normal goons. Yeah. Right? And um, Throttle actually gets hurt. He falls off his bike and seemingly right, breaks right. something and goes unconscious. And yeah. Vinny shoots a grappling hook out of the back of his bike to grab and tow Throttle's bike behind his.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. Hey, he's looking out for his pals. Uh, his pals ride, you know. I forgot
1: about that? Yeah, I forgot about. The, I mean, that's not how motorcycles <laughs> work, but <laughs> these are these are Martian super tech bikes, right? Let's remember that. Yeah, I forgot about all the tubes and stuff running through Limburger's office, like with the fish and sharks and octopus and stuff. Yeah. So um, we cut to um, pulverizer making his move. Because he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm here to replace you, buddy. And he's like, you and what army? And then the door blows open behind him. He's like, and he's yours. like, mine or yours. Yeah. No, he yeah. says yours. Yours, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you walked in and then your men blew open the door? This show is so Why fucking was that extreme. <laughs> Everything explodes. There's a metal guitar riff like every 10 seconds. It. Why was that? Especially if he's taking over, wouldn't he not want his office doors blown open? But like you said, he's cowering and he's like, "But, but there's order to things. I you can't just take over." And then it cuts to the FaceTime of the big Plutarchian uh, boss man.
0: Yeah, we'll call we'll call him King Plutarch.
1: Yeah, King Plutarch. Sure.
0: So uh, he calls. I'm him I'm listening. Up. I'm trying to listen for Scotty's voice. Yeah, he calls him up and he's like. Um...
1: How could you turn against me? you most loyal of servants.
0: And he's like, well, I never really looked. Li- Basically, I never really liked you anyway. And uh, uh, this general pulverizer guy's got a, got, much, got a much better plan, I guess. And I'm like, does know. he? Does he? He gets results.
1: And to be fair, Limburger wants to rule Earth and gain power for himself, not necessarily just get rid of Chicago because then he won't be powerful. So I kind of like that. I kind of like that Lindberger is an enemy of Chicago and the biker mice, but like doesn't quite want to destroy Chicago because then his station on earth would be over and he'd lose all his power.
0: Right. No, I, I totally get that, that I dig it. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense to me. I'm looking up Scott McNeil.
1: And so, uh, yeah, they, they toss him out. He's fired. I guess. They don't kill him. He literally goes down a, a little chute. And I like how he like pokes his head out as he's being pulled away. And he's like, I really must protest this course of action, sir. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And he shoots out the refuse, um, much like Dinobot, you know, shooting Pterosaur out the, the garbage chute. Limburger yeah. is <laughs> shot out. and I guess they just empty their garbage out onto the streets. There's no infrastructure in this Chicago, man. It's a Wild West out here.
0: According to uh, IMDB, it is not Scott McNeil's voice.
1: It wasn't quite there yet. I'm disappointed. Limburger, Limburger's men are all there. And his men look just like some of the aliens. So weird. (laughs) And uh, Grace Pitt, everyone's there. And they're all like their whole brandishing knives getting ready to fuck him up. Gentlemen, men, uh, I am in the same predicament as you are. It, this is a problem of the higher ups. It's always been their fault that they didn't pay you more. I'm one of you, and it works.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 works. Wow, what a the um, what a what a wild and unusual <laughs> world where the like millionaire, like top dog douchebag, is able to convince a bunch of blue collar, like working class people, that he's one of them. And they actually buy it and eat it I'm up and welcome him like with him. open arms. A
1: blameless victim in the the hierarchy of
0: uh, I can't remember
1: what he says. Oh, um, uh, the hierarchy of countless cutbacks. He likes his alliteration. Yeah, yeah. it was hard to say almost. Blah, blah. But yes, um, that's I that's wild. That, that shit's wild, isn't it? Cool callousness. It is wild. And then Grease Pit's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess we're done here." and they just fuck off they, they're done they don't have to fight anymore and grease pit's like let's go get some eats and i'm like oh, okay. what what is this show this whole thing could be a movie <laughs> or like five episodes forget people there's still the marble thing keep
0: <laughs> keep your oh. the episode has forgotten about it by this point but it will oh, no, come it has
1: <laughs> it's in no. the
0: background we we haven't really seen anything about it. No, absolutely not. That that that's what I mean by the episode's right. kind of forgotten about it, right? Uh, for a while, but uh, we'll we'll circle back.
1: This show's insane in the best way possible. And what what does he talk? He he talks to um carbuncle carbuncle, and he's yeah. like, I have another plan. If you're interested, and if you're interested in a bonus, of course. And he's like, Yes. Yes, of course, Master. I'm always one to connive.
0: (laughs) Your overwhelming cheesiness is what they call them. Your overwhelming cheesiness. Yeah, I was looking up the the episode list. Cheese appears in the the name, like the the name of many episodes of this show. Of course. Mice, Limburger. Cheese, yeah.
1: And um, the plan? Limburger just walks up to the garage, where the biker mice are. Like literally, he just walks up and like opens the door and says, "Anyone home?" Anyway, yeah. So the biker mice flex their muscles and they pull Limburger in. Yeah, they push him against the wall and like instead of um birdies, because they they slam him against the wall and he's like not his, knocks a few bolts loose. But instead of birdies, like going around his face with like chirping sounds, it's little fish. Which I thought was cute, yeah, yeah, cute, yeah. And they point guns at him, man. Like this isn't, you know how it's like you're in GI Joe and Transformers, like guns are supposed to shoot lasers and it's supposed to be kept to a minimum or whatever. No, they point guns right at into people's mouths, like throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. Like this is about guns and like gasoline and like tattoos and motorcycles, (laughs) roughing up fat
0: dudes, I guess. Robot arms, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria.
1: Anarchy. <laughs> so basically he's like, it wasn't me that hurt your friend. It's the uh, the, the Plutarchians uh, in, put some general in charge. I'm out on my ass. Uh, it's in your best interest and mine if I were to be put back in power. And I'm like, he's right.
0: <laughs> he, is, he is right, yeah.
1: His he is a solely social villain, and I kind of love that.
0: I and uh, to to what you were saying, like Limburger, like just actually likes being someone of note on Earth and like being a billionaire, like businessman. He, I I feel he likes like being
1: a human that's rich. I,
0: I feel like he's and uh, listeners, we haven't watched. And any of the rest of the show since we were children so we have no idea but I like to think that Limburger because he likes this so much is in- has been intentionally dragging his heels
1: that's what I was tra- implying before when I was yeah, trying yeah. to I, I'm not I can't get my points across <laughs> very well when it, whenever I'm rambling um, but I totally like 100% agree he's been dragging his ass yeah. on taking over Chicago and indeed the planet and I think the higher-ups know, which is why they just replaced him. Yeah. <laughs> so, your idea of them making an alliance, isn't that to fight the
0: Plutarchians or other aliens, isn't that far-fetched? Making an alliance to fight the Kilrathi, the giant spacefaring <laughs> space cats. Um... Uh, it- yeah, so they so ba- yada yada they they uh, Limberger convinces them to, to work with him. Th- uh, throttle has to stay behind because he's still hurt. He's
1: unconscious and seemingly broken
0: arm. Uh, he, he has like a sling. Lim- Limberger ends up in his side in a like comically undersized sidecar. Amazing uh, attached to Vinny's motorcycle. And his suit jacket has his sleeves ripped off. And
1: he's wearing thrott- not throttle. He's just wearing a blue helmet, but it only most of his head is his neck, right? Mm-hmm. It only cover—it doesn't even cover his chin. It just covers his face and mouth, like the upper part of his head. And I love
0: that. Hey, it still protects the the most. His arms are huge, part. though. He
1: he's he's like built like heavy built. He's like um like you know fifty year old uh, uncle with a motorcycle built. The kingpin, yeah, yeah, there you go. Spelt like the kingpin. Very, very, um, kingpin vibes from this villain.
0: Totally, yeah.
1: Except the kingpin is also very willing to just kick your ass, whereas this guy is no physical threat
0: whatsoever. Yeah, and the kingpin is quite sociopathic. Like, yes, very, very merciless. Like, uh, uh. Like in the the Daredevil TV show, like will pulverized a man's skull until there was nothing left of it with a car door. Yeah, I I love so that. You can Daredevil get away with show. that.
1: But um, not Limburger. He he's having fun and he's kind of embracing the whole like biker thing. Yep. And um, Vinnie turns to the screen and breaks the fourth wall, and he's like. Uh, I don't know if this... I, I think this is more than my carefully crafted image can bear. And I'm like... Huh. <laughs> uh, Stay away from me, kid. You bother me. And seemingly complete... crafted image. <laughs> yeah. um, and right when they're pulling out, seemingly fully healed throttle goes up to the window and he's like, whoa, I must be hurt worse than I thought. No, I'm seeing things, and I'm like, wait, what? They only took off with him because you were injured. <laughs> You're fine now. So we cut to pulverizer. Yeah,
0: no, I. He, I, I, I got the impression he was like, man, like, how messed up am I? I'm seeing my my bros uh, hanging out with the bad guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I must be he's tripping like,
0: balls right now. Must be
1: tripping. Yeah. And uh, must have hit my head harder than I thought. (laughs) Yeah. And we cut to the office with the fisheye cyborg pulverizer guy. And I just noticed in all the tanks that go through Limberger's office, they're replaced with like submarines and and
0: military vessels. I didn't even
1: notice. The The show's wild, man. It's uh, such like freedom fighters to show up early morning. Typical. And he's looking out of the tower with the binoculars and he jumps in his Jeep that is in the office of the skyscraper that he's in. I never even thought that that was weird until I just until reviewed it with you right now. And he rides his Jeep out the window of the skyscraper, flies a- <laughs> out and lands on the ground just fine and even even Lindberger is like woo hoo let's ride and rock free as the wind
0: or so they say or something like that yeah so he yeah he he breaks away he ends up back in trump tower i can't remember how uh the the uh, biker mice like continue fighting uh general pulverizer that they have a back and forth throttle joins the battle eventually um Limburger like hooks back up with uh, Carbuncle, and finally at Tower at the and Tower. And
1: he's wearing a suit <laughs>
0: again. And he's wearing a suit again. Um, instant costume change, yeah. and uh, here is where we we finally circle back to the the marble the marble machine. Yep. Yeah. he's so- like
1: ah, oh, all according to plan. You see, as we enjoy watching them uh, destroy each other, our plan comes into motion. And all we hear is a whole bunch of phones ringing. So, and uh, the alien G.I. Joes all answer their car phones and turn into marbles. I'm not making this up. No, is that no, what no. happened?
0: Yeah, that, that is what happened. <laughs> Interesting that no one else around the city answered their phones, though. Presumably they did. Maybe? I yeah, but the, the whole idea with this uh, marble machine was like people would answer their phones. and All then throughout whatever, the city. All throughout the city, and then whatever building they were in would get shrunk down into a marble. But we don't see any buildings get shrunk down to a marble. We just see the alien Joes get uh, shrunk down.
1: Yeah, and Pul- Pulverizer doesn't answer his phone, so he's like, huh, guess I'll finish this myself. And takes out Vinny and Mondo. And then throttles, like... Hang on, bros. I'm injured, but I got your backs.
0: <laughs> I love his voice. General. Um, and he
1: plays a game of chicken with General Pulverizer.
0: General Pulverizer makes a comment about, uh, about his troops being taken prisoner, and he's like, ah, oh, well, it'll be good for them.
1: <laughs> it'll be good for them. Builds character. <laughs> and then, speaking of street sharks, Vinny dodges a bunch of missiles turns the back there's this there's this weapon covering that's in the shape of their symbol like the iconic kind of like biker mice head yeah yeah and it flips to the side and they have different weapons that fire from it and a torpedo comes out and goes under the ground with the shark fin above the ground which is either an homage to i i can't remember when bike when street sharks was out
0: Probably I feel like that's time. an homage
1: to Street Sharks or something, because it go goes through the concrete, comes out underneath the jeep as a rocket, and shoots him off into space. And Pulverizer's like, huh? What? Street missiles? What's this war coming to? I'll get my revenge, or I'll return, or something, as he, like, blasts off into...
0: He doesn't go end up going to space, though, because... Uh... Right. Uh, because we cut back to Limburger's office, and Limburger is like... All right, now that uh, all that's settled, let's get back to uh, can using our marble machine to constrict uh, buildings.
1: Yes, I do need a a certain number of collections for blah blah blah.
0: And uh, then uh, General Pulverizer's jeep crashes through the roof, and he gets squished and says some bullshit. And uh, you see his arm like flailing, and then like falls dead, and like shoots some water or something.
1: Coolant leaks or something,
0: yeah, from it, the and, Jeep, and it and hits it,
1: the pocket uh,
0: of Limburger, which, which was holding had,
1: the building,
0: which was holding one of the building. And it, we established earlier the water like reverses the process. So, and I
1: like that Limburger's like no, as if like water is going to melt him, and he's like, oh no, of course. <laughs> but the building grows back to normal size, right? But it grows horizontal instead of vertical. Yeah. So this is where, oh man, this is wild. So it grows horizontal instead of vertical. So going at the sides of the building, it explodes grabbing the tower that they're in and warps in on itself like a black hole singularity. And the whole thing turns into a red marble that bounces across the screen with Limburger and um, Car- Carbuncle Stuck in the red marble, and they land near a tree. What? <laughs> uh,
0: I I I I don't know, man. Just just go with it at this point. So the episodes, much. The, the episode, episode could have just done.
1: ended with the jeep there, but it didn't.
0: We we we, we cut to the the um our heroes saying some biker mice bullshit. Oh, Although, their their visors
1: Vin- are energy fields. They're not plastic, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, Vinny or uh, uh, Throttle says makes a line like "Good thing we didn't lose our marbles in the heat of battle," <laughs> something like that. Yeah.
1: And uh, Throttle's like, "Hey, Vinny, uh, I didn't happen to see you and uh, uh, you giving a uh, Limburger a ride in your sidecar, did I?" And Vinny's like, "What? What? No. Why do you ask?" And it shows a squirrel picking up the marble. With Carbuncle and and, and Limburger and in it.
0: Yep. And uh, grabs it and and runs it, it
1: runs away into its hidey hole. And you Doesn't hear
0: Limburger say like oh nuts. I was he expecting goes, someone to make a nuts pun. He does. He, he goes, does, Aw, yeah.
1: nuts. And then there's a guitar riff and the episode ends.
0: Yeah. That that. That was a wild twenty minutes of uh, of animated television, right there.
1: I don't like comparing things and versing them, but I feel comfortable saying that that is the wackiest, <laughs> fucking wildest thing we've ever covered on Laser Comb. <laughs> Holy shit!
0: One hundred percent. I love
1: it. That was amazing.
0: Yeah, I I, I think I'm gonna actually like uh, go back and watch watch some more of this. I Since think it's I'm all gonna watch YouTube, some. Yeah. yeah.
1: Not definite. all. Of I them. need to find out. I need to find out what what the flies were from. I need to find out what the 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 orange building they were in at the beginning was.
0: Yeah, their their forward operating base, if you will. Yeah. Why did it say? Uh, why did it have the letters L I on it?
1: Limberger's
0: initials. His, his initials are L L.
1: His shorthand. I I don't know. I, I don't know. It said like capital L I and then lowercase
0: I. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we'll never know, folks. <laughs>
0: we'll never know. Maybe, maybe we'll do some research and get back to you on a on a later podcast. No, we won't. we
1: always, which we always follow through with,
0: which we always follow through with. Ah, uh, yeah that, that was fun. That was wild. That was wild.
1: If uh, you had told me that, I would have told you that a twelve year old was just making up a story. You know how like kids will just like make up a story and like one thing will lead to another and none of it makes sense and it's crazy and it's, like, that was me when I son. played with
0: action figures as a kid.
1: This feels like a kid making up a story with action figures and they like did wheelies and they like but they waited for the green lights so and the cops didn't get them and then they took off. I don't
0: know, insanity, utter insanity, it is. <laughs> Uh, well, that uh, has been episode 42 of Biker Mice from Mars and indeed uh, episode 12 of the Laser Comb podcast. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with a Patreon-sponsored show. So for those who don't know, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, spelled L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're at the $10 and up tier you get to pitch us a show to review a random episode of a future episode of this podcast. Uh, we've done a couple uh, patron sponsored episodes of this show thus far, and, uh, we got a couple more in the, in coming up. So, uh, new $10 patron, uh, Jared C. Uh, he's been with us for a while. I've, uh, uh I've, Noticed him on the face, the Laser Facebook page, uh, here and there, liking and commenting. Um, so big shout out to him. Uh, he subscribed to us on Patreon at the ten dollar tier uh, recently, and the show he pitched was the two thousand one to two thousand two anime fighting foodons. I I remember when I told Cal about this a couple of weeks ago. He was like. He he just started laughing and he was like, You didn't exclude anime. And I'm like, no. No, sir. No, no, I no, I did not. Um anyone who has been uh following this or any of the various other podcasts that we do week in and week out, will know I'm not a big fan of anime. In fact, I don't really there's there's a handful of anime uh animes that I do enjoy, but in general I'm not a big fan of the of the uh the the genre um
1: i am a casual enjoyer of the anime myself
0: but uh regardless of that uh rules are rules ten dollars gets you the ability to pitch a show to us and jared c uh thank you for being a patron thank you for being a uh supporter of this and our other podcasts also quite a while now to contrast
1: uh christopher i am a fan Of anime, and this looks like a wild
0: ride. (laughs) It's not the first time uh, one of us has liked something and the other didn't, (laughs) and I'm sure it won't be the last. So, what we're going to do here is we are going to go to numbergenerator.org. We really got to get a sponsorship from them these days. So,
1: it's 26 episodes.
0: 26 episodes. Yes, sir. One random number is between one and 26. And here we go. We're hitting start. Numbers are rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. 25. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh... So uh, next week on the Laser Coat podcast, we are going to be talking about the 25th episode of uh, Fighting Fudons Final Battle Don Cook slash Chase in Space. It is the penultimate episode of the series. That actually excites me.
1: Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh,
0: because... Uh, we have. I, we, we so far we haven't gone in like completely blind to a show to the penultimate, the second to last episode. No, this is the (laughs) first, this is the first, laser code first, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm really excited. All right.
1: In the very least, maybe you can appreciate how
0: wild it, it might get. I, I did read up about the, what the show is about, and to be honest, it does sound kind of bananas. So, um, it's a little bananas little bananas. Just, just a half a banana, you know? Not not yeah. a fully ripe banana.
1: One serving of banana.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a banana split, if you will. Um. So, yeah. We'll be back with that. Uh, if you want to, you or anyone you know wants to torture us with a random episode of whatever show you want even if it's a show you know that we might not like we are bound by it you can go to patreon it's contractual contractual obligation we have to review it we have to review it we are men of our words damn it as long as
1: it's not um reality
0: so, tv or game shows so there are some rules to this um has to be narrative based so no reality shows no game shows no sporting events no pro wrestling nothing like that um And the show has to have completed its run. So it can't be something that's currently airing. Um, So if you want to do that, uh, just like Jared C. did for uh, next week, or any of our various other patrons have done on previous episodes, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb and pledge $10. Uh, The $10 and up tier also gets you uh, our weekly news and current events program, uh, Laser Comb Tonight. We've got 18 episodes of that available now. Also gets you uh, hours and hours, and even at the $5 tier, what you get is hours and hours of bonus preamble audio. Uh, It's usually us shooting the shit for however long. um,
1: Infinite time
0: infinite time uh before we we get to actually recording whatever episode of whatever show proper that we are recording uh on this week's uh too much energy on too much energy on number 65 too much energy on our uh, uh weekly beast wars podcast i go into some serious mental health talk so if you want to hear about that go check that out uh, five dollar and up tier also gets you the our weekly 2021 B- idw beast wars Comic book spin-off of Too Much Energon, Too Much calibar mm-hmm. And it gets you a monthly co- uh, movie commentary track where we watch a movie and just talk over it. It's also yeah. a $25 tier that gets you a t-shirt and all of the uh previous rewards. So patreon.com slash lasercomb, um social media, Facebook, Facebook.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Central hub for this and all the other shows that we do. Uh, Twitter, I am at Lasercomb, spelled the same way. Cal, you are also on Twitter, yes. At Neo underscore Cal K A L. Uh, my voice, I'm a little under the weather at the moment, and my voice is starting to give out. So I think we're gonna uh, jump on our hogs and uh, uh, do wheelies on out of here. I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I've been one of your hosts,
1: NeoCal.
0: And until next time, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.